Hey, my name is Adeline Warren and you're listening to Girl Talk. I like to say that I'm the big sister of the internet. You can watch me fuck up all you want, but hey, maybe we can learn something from it. I hope you enjoy. Hey, bitch. Okay, I'm so sorry. I feel like the last episode, the buzzing noise in the back was so bad, so I tried to fix it. I'm sorry if it's not fixed. It's This is a whole, like, work in progress type of thing, but I hope that you guys have been doing well. Bitch, how are you fucking doing? I hope that you're doing well. I just finished a call with my life coach, and we really got deep about shit, and I kind of wanted to talk about it because you know, you know, you, yeah, have you ever been to therapy and like, you know, you talk about whatever's going on in your life and you're, you just have these like kind of epiphanies and you're like, damn, I'm like this because of X, Y, Z and my parents and like this and this and this. Um, so I don't know. I think I just wanted to talk about just my upbringing and just my life just to like, cause I feel like we need to normalize this. Like, I think, you know, going to therapy can cost so much money, but it's totally something that completely changed my life and completely made my life so much better. And I feel like there's so much like generational trauma from like generations, generations, generations until me when I started to go to therapy and I started like working on the shit that like, you know, growing up I've seen and like, you know, whatever it is. And I don't know. I just, I thought that we could talk about it and like, hey, maybe we're going to get a little deep today. I hope you're ready for it. Um, But whatever. Life. This is life. I don't, you know, like sometimes I like going on some YouTube videos to like, you know, escape sometimes. And then sometimes I like to just like get deep because, you know, we're so much, we're so much deeper than like, you know, this surface level shit like hey you go on my you know tiktok you go on my youtube channel and you know you see hermes unboxing bitch Eh, you know you see like prada home decor you know all this shit and i just wanted to really get deep today because i'm I'm in a deep mood and i want to talk about it and hey maybe this won't make the cut because i might be getting a little too deep but I love talking about shit like this and I love, you know, realizing the way that I am and, you know, making myself a better me. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So I think the first thing, there was a couple of things that I really wanted to touch on. So the first thing that I really wanted to touch on is... I think number one, just believing in love. I feel like when I was younger, obviously, 
I was obsessed with Disney. My whole life revolved around Disney. I loved my favorite you know, Disney princess was Pocahontas, which I don't even know if she's a princess. Do they consider her a princess? She's in my world because I look the most like her. I think growing up, it would have been Moana if she came out when I was a kid because she has like t um, dark hair and like tan. Um, but it was always Pocahontas for me. I always loved her. I think I also always loved Cinderella, but I was like, I don't look like Cinderella. I don't have blonde hair and I don't have blue eyes. So Pocahontas was always my favorite. And I've always dreamt of like, you know, the Disney princess and like, you know, having your happily ever after and like having, you know, um, that person. And I also feel like growing up, I always kind of knew that I was bi because I would like watch Glee. That was like the one good memory I have of like my childhood is like watching Glee with my family every, I think Wednesday, it was either Tuesday or Wednesday there would be a new Glee episode and we'd always like sit around the, the couch and we'd be in the family. It's called the family room. We'd sit on the couch and we'd watch Glee and, you know, my mom would have a cooler. My dad would have a beer. Like everyone would like have a good time. It was always good memories when we would watch Glee. So I remember I loved Brittany from Glee. She was like my favorite character. And I felt so weird because she had like some sort of thing with Santana and I almost like judged her for it. I was like, oh my God, I'm literally Brittany. But, like, it's so weird that she's, like, into girls. Like, I'm not like that. Like, I would almost be, like, judgmental. It's almost like, you know, when before you come out, you're almost, like, um, you almost are a little homophobic towards yourself. Not towards other people, but towards yourself. That was 100% me. Um, so, I don't know. I think I grew up always romanticizing and, like, wanting to fall in love. And, like, my parents really did keep my childhood so special for me because we would like you know go to Disneyland and like we would you know watch Disney movies and like we'd watch TV on you know all together and I loved my childhood my childhood was like so sacred I think when I started to realize how real love is was when I got a little bit older and my parents would fight so much. I think it was like when I got into like high school. When I got into high school, that's when I vividly remember like I would have like exams and my mom and dad wouldn't shut the fuck up. Like they were just like fighting all the time. And I was just like, at that point I was so over it. And I think I'm the oldest. I'm like, it was me and then my brother and my sister. I think I was like, 15 at the time so at that point i'm like you guys just need a divorce you fight every day like you guys like bother me all the time like you're always fighting you're always yelling the house is always like such high tension it's like just divorce and then it was like my brother and sister who were still young and they were like no like this is our mom and our dad like you guys need to stay together like whatever and then slowly as like my brother got older he's like you guys need a divorce and then slowly as my sister got older she's like you guys need a divorce um but yeah they would just like fight all the fucking time like late at night and i think that's why so me and my friends always talk about this where like if you <laughs> fall asleep with um like the tv in the background or something or even like white noise it could be from like childhood drama from like wanting to like drown out your parents fighting because <laughs> that was totally me and like my friends are like oh my god that's a thing um <laughs> laughing about traumas is just it's a fun it's what we do here um but 
yeah, they would just like always be fighting. And I think that's to the point where I was, I think I had my first high school boyfriend and I think I still kind of believed in love. Um, but I just saw my parents and I saw how like messy love can be. And I definitely 100% had my guard up for that. I think what really was a big turning point for me, because even though me and my high school boyfriend, we met really when I was like a child, like we really met when I was like 14, 15. So I was still like developing and I really like believed in us. And I thought that we were going to actually get married. And then, you know, I saw his parents and I almost felt like his parents were almost like my parents. Like they I would spend so much time with them and like they would help me out with stuff and um, they would teach me so much. And when we when I broke up with my high school boyfriend, I think that was a point where I was like, all of the relationships that I've seen growing up ended. Like, I mean, I his parents are still together, but like my parents, you know, relationship ended, my relationship ended, all of the relationships that I've seen have like pretty much ended. Like the only real role models that I have are like my grandma and grandpa. Um, so I think for a couple years after that relationship, I really had a hard time and I really took it to heart. And it took me a really long time to really be open. And I almost felt like I put on this front of like this man eater, like really like cool boss woman, like fucking like, don't fuck with me. If you're a fuck boy, I'm a fuck girl. Like I'll fuck you over even harder. Like my... I was I had so many walls built up that it was just like impossible to get to to me. I like to have me open up or to you know even just be in a relationship with me. I would definitely 100% was not ready for a relationship at the time. Um and I definitely talked through it with my life coach because you know, I think growing up you think of relationships like, and then they lived happily ever after the end. But it's like, happily ever after, it's like you get married and then it's work. Like, it's not just like happily ever after. It's like, you guys are a team and you guys have to communicate every fucking day. And you guys have to grow with each other, not apart from each other, like with each other. And you have to communicate with each other. Like, relationships are really so, 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 so much work. And I think growing up, I just saw my parents, like, I think they just, they both put in the effort, but I think in different ways. So it felt like the other person was putting in the effort. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say like the relationship, my parents' relationship ended over one person. Like, I definitely think that they maybe had like different love languages and like the way that my dad would show love was different from the way that my mom showed love. And like, um, it also like, you know, came into, you know, a factor that like had an alcoholic parent. But I think for the longest time, I was like, you know, at peace with honestly, like not believing in love and just, you know, never getting, I I literally remember to myself, I was like, I don't think I'm ever going to get married. I think I'm just going to be with Blue. Like, hopefully Blue lives forever. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, I don't know, I just didn't really believe in love. And I think at that point, I was just so sad. I was just like, 
I don't know. I think I just, I felt, I always feel like the world reflects how you feel inside. So, you know, when I feel great about myself, when I work out, when I put in the work, when I, you know, get my hair done and my makeup done and I feel really good about myself, amazing things always happen to me. I got that Hermes leather appointment. I, you know, get my dream house. I get this. I get this. Great things always happen when I feel good about myself. And then I remember in the like the deepest, darkest times of my life, like in high school when I, you know... I wasn't working out. I would basically barely pass any of my classes. Like you guys don't realize, like I wasn't smart in school. Like I never, I never really had amazing grades. Like I think growing up, I really did have amazing grades. But I think as I got in high school and I got in a deeper, more negative headspace, that's when I felt so bad about myself. And it's actually so crazy because um, I... I'm just thinking about it right now. When I was at like the deepest point of my life, like the darkest point of my life, when I had so much anxiety going home, I remember being on the phone with like my mom and my dad and I was like, I don't want to go home. Like you guys fight all the time. I get so much anxiety coming home. It's such a negative space. Like, I remember there were days where I had to sleep over at my friend's house. You guys remember Nisha? Nisha, I would sleep over at her house because it would get so bad at home. And I I just, like, would get anxiety attacks. And I just, like, couldn't sleep because my mom and my dad were fighting. Um, But it was so crazy because all of that would be happening. And then on the weekends, I would, like, go to BeautyCon and, like, meet, like, the 300 like 400 500 people at fucking meet and greets and like i would go to la and i would like you know film like with nick's cosmetics and i would like be on the fucking billboards like shit is so trippy to think about that i did so much back in the day it was actually so funny me and sierra the other day we were like looking at our old camera roll and our old instagram and we're like damn like we were kind of like i mean not disney stars but we were definitely like a teeny tiny we got a little glimpse of like disney stardom like we would literally have meet and greet malls and like fill up the entire fucking mall like i wish i could have photos of it it's probably on the internet somewhere but i would literally do meet and greets and like meet hundreds hundreds maybe even thousands of people i went on tour like how crazy is that at the lowest point in my life when i couldn't even live at my parents house and i just i don't know that was i think honestly what like really kept me going is just YouTube um because I was like a really 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 sad kid and I I feel like the thing that really turned my life around and like as cheesy as it may sound and you're gonna be like Adam you're such a cheese ball is YouTube and really honestly just like law of attraction and manifestation because I feel like for so many generations of my family in my life it's just been like you know negativity and like fighting and you know whatever and it was really like having that escape which was youtube like literal escape like i was happy that i didn't even have to stay at home and like oh my god i don't want my mom and my dad to like listen to this and 
feel bad about themselves because honestly my mom and my dad were like the best parents in the entire world and like i wouldn't trade it for the entire world i learned so much along the journey and no parent is perfect and i love them so much but i don't know it's, i think it's so crazy to think about that at that time in my life was almost like the peak of my fucking career. I mean, I don't want to say the peak of my career. I mean, maybe it was. I don't know. I think if I did a meet and greet now, I don't think that many people would show up. I think back in the day, like YouTube was like a cool thing. Now I feel like influencers were kind of like, um, there's so many influencers now that it's like, I don't know. I feel like it's not as cool and special. Like back in the day, like it was so cool to like meet Bethany Moda. Like she was my fucking bitch. Like I fucking love Bethany Moda. And it was so cool to meet like Jenna Marbles. And like, it was like, so like, it was such a cool thing. And it was like such a niche community. Whereas now I feel like, especially I think about this all the time after COVID, it was, it went from like niche YouTube stars, VidCon and you know, that type of era to TikTok, um, you know, lots of TikTokers, anybody can really be an influencer, which I honestly really love, um, to influencers and fame kind of like being less exclusive and special. And, you know, you can run into like a cool TikToker on the street. There's so many like influencers now, which I think is so cool. Um, but it really just changed the whole game of YouTube. Did you here like apparently at vidcon one of the years at vidcon i think it was sponsored by tiktok because every year it's sponsored by youtube so one of the years it was sponsored by tiktok and there were so many tiktokers with like millions and millions and millions of followers they did a vidcon meet and greet and nobody showed up i think it's kind of a crazy thing to think about because it's just such a different era and it's such a different time like i don't know i think it's almost like back in the day YouTube, I think, was maybe just like more niche and it was, um, there wasn't very many of them. And there were like groups and stuff like that. Whereas now I feel like there's TikTok, TikTokers, Instagram, OnlyFans, YouTube you know, whatever, streamers, twitchers, I don't know. <laughs> There's so many different types of people in different types of niches. Like, it's so crazy. I feel like back in the day, I knew everyone. I knew PewDiePie. I knew, you know, everyone that was big on YouTube. Like, you could go on, like, the YouTube charts and be like, who are the most subscribed YouTubers right now? And I knew all of them. But now I feel like looking at all of the top subscribed people on TikTok, on YouTube, on whatever, I don't even know them. There's so many types of people and so many streamers and so many people in different genres. And, like, there's so many people that it's almost less special, which I'm not even mad about. I honestly, I think that it's really cool that so many people could have a voice and so many people, um, can make social media their job. Um, but I think that's just kind of a crazy thing to think about. Anyways, getting back to where I was, um, I was kind of talking about how it's so crazy because some of the lowest points in my life, I was literally doing meet and greets with like hundreds and like, you know, thousands of people and, you know, going on tour and like meeting people and having the best time and like feeling like literal Hannah Montana. I think I was actually Hannah Montana because I would go to school. I would literally go to school and like people would always say, oh, 
you know, people didn't think that YouTube was cool back in the day. Hell fucking no. I feel like now people go on YouTube and you're famous on YouTube and then people think that you're so cool in school or TikTok. Like people probably think that you're so cool. But back in the day, girl, I would go on YouTube and people would make fun of me. Keep like I literally I think in high school I had like 300,000 subscribers. I forget how many I had on Instagram. I think it was like maybe like 50 to 100,000. And like, I remember people would always make fun of me. The boys would make fun of me because I think um, I did a Betty Boop tutorial and like <laughs> I would put glue in my eyebrows. They'd make fun of me for that. And the girls hated me. They would always like bully me and spread rumors about me. And um, I was never like cool. Like the girls would literally like physically fucking push me in fucking high school. Like they were, they were so fucking mean. Um, but yeah, it's so crazy because when you think of Hannah Montana, you think of her being a loser in high school and like so cool in real life. And I feel like that was literally the life that I lived, which is so crazy thinking back on it. Cause I think when you're in the moment, you don't even think of it like that. You literally think like, oh my God, this is my life. Like, this is so cool. Like whatever. And then looking back like 10 years from now, maybe it was 10 years. I don't remember five, maybe. Um, you're like, damn, I really was Hannah Montana. Like, what the fuck? And then you think, and I'm like, damn, it's like, it's honestly like, I know that I'm being a cheese ball, but you guys really did save my life because I was having so much trouble at home. I had no friends. Like, you think that I'm exaggerating. Like, I, I was so socially awkward. I would never, you know, talk to people. I was such an, I'm such a natural introvert and I would go to dance class. I wouldn't talk to anyone. I would literally be mute. I'd be one of those kids that were mute and like, I wouldn't talk to anyone. And I think on the last day, I remember this, one of the girls went up to talk to me and I like made one friend. And then in high school, I think I had one friend. Um, well, I actually, I, I had one friend, Anna, cause she was from my middle school and then she introduced me to two other friends. So I had three friends and then they graduated cause I was a year under them and I had no friends and I was able to make two friends. Um, but yeah, all throughout high school, I think I only had like five friends and like maybe my boyfriend, um, which is honestly crazy that I had a boyfriend because I was so socially awkward. You guys have no idea. Like you think that I'm a very extroverted person because, you know, you listen to my podcast and whatever. And like, I, it's taken me years to grow from this. Naturally, I'm so introverted and it really shows when I go to places by myself and I'm really pushing myself because when I go to places by myself or when I don't have like my emotional support person, I feel like Andre's my emotional support person and he like helps me. I feel like every introverted friend has one extroverted friend and like the extrovert kind of like adopts the introvert and like invites them to everything. That was Andre for me. Andre always makes plans with people and he always like introduces me to people. Um, and I feel like I've gotten better, but before I was so, so, so introverted. Um, so I'm really grateful for Andre for that. <laughs> um but yeah and even chloe i feel like chloe also was my extroverted friend i was always like the the super introverted friend where was i going with this i think growing up i really loved my parents and i i think it was just a weird time because at the time, social media wasn't a job. You know, you go to the bank and you're trying to get a mortgage and you're like, oh, I'm self-employed. They're like, what do you do? Social media, they're like, what? 
they almost didn't give me a mortgage. And at the time I was making a good amount of money. I was making almost as much as like a doctor or a lawyer. I was making a good amount of money that year and they didn't want to give me a mortgage because it wasn't just, it wasn't a job at the time. I think it was just a really weird time. And then I moved to LA. Um, but I don't know. I think at the time I, I kind of resented my parents because I was like, you know, all my friends, like their parents are still together. Their parents don't fight. Like, why do, why do I have to be in this situation where my parents are always fighting and my parents, you know, they, you know, do X, Y, and Z and like, like, it's not fucking fair. And I would always like, you know, tell myself that and then I'd resent them for it. And I feel like something that honestly really helped me was moving out. And I know not everybody has the opportunity to, but I know a lot of my friends, they really have trouble with their parents or even like family members. And I always say, if you have the funds and you're able to, like moving out was the best thing I ever did for my relationship with my family because they would drive me up the walls. They would drive me insane. And I would like be in screaming fights with my mom, like screaming fights with my dad. And it was just like such an unhealthy and bad environment. The moment that I moved out, I feel like I was able to like breathe and take space away from my parents and really form into my own person. And I think also distance makes the heart grow fonder and it really made me appreciative of all the things like, you know, how many times, you know, all the shitty things that happened. It made me really appreciate all the good things that happened with my family. Um, but yeah. I don't know. Um, I think another thing that I kind of wanted to touch on was also just growing up with an alcoholic parent. Um, and I used to never talk about stuff like this. And it's because my parents would always be like, you know, don't don't talk about family stuff. And like, you know, don't say that you hate school in your videos. Like they were like, be a good role model. Um, but I think I'm at a point in my life now that you know, my parents got a divorce. Everyone knows it. At the time, not, not everyone knew it. Um, and I honestly feel like it's very common to have an alcoholic parent, which is kind of sad. I know a lot of my friends had one. And it just sucks because, at least for me, it felt like love was conditional and inconsistent. I think that's the main thing. It just felt inconsistent because I think it's really just like about the mood swings and about like, you know, are they going to be in a good mood today or are they going to be in a bad mood today? Or, you know, are they going to be, you know, okay today? Or are they going to be like sloppy today? Like it, it was just never a consistent thing, which is something that I feel like I struggle with and something that I find very, um, attractive in a partner once I started realizing all of this about myself is just consistency. Having an alcoholic parent is really gnarly and I don't want to get too into it, but I just wanted to say that, you know, if you are going through it or, you know, you have gone through it, I'm really sorry. I wouldn't wish having an alcoholic parent or what I went through on like my worst enemies on anyone um because 
it's a lot of fucking therapy and it's a lot of fucking shit to go deal with. You know, it's like I used to be so envious of my friends that just had healthy parents. I'm like, damn, like my life would be so much easier if like my parents were just normal and they just like loved each other and it wasn't like all this shit. And I used to be like, fuck, like, I wish that was me. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it because it is very personal. But if you do struggle with an alcoholic period, I just want to say that I'm really sorry. And it's never your fault. And, you know, you can't, I think the main thing that I really learned from this whole thing is you can never control anyone. You can't control your alcoholic parent. You can't tell them to stop drinking up. I mean, you could try. You really can. And like, hopefully they will. But it's never your fault. I never feel like it's your fault. Um, I think the only thing that you can really do in, at least for my situation, is really just like talk to people about it and like go to therapy and like have a life coach and talk to people about it and like learn from it and grow from it and you know realize you know all the traumas that it's brought to you and really heal them um because it really is a thing like alcoholism is hereditary and it you know a lot of people who had alcoholic parents end up being alcoholics themselves um so the the best thing that you can do for yourself is really save up your money and really go to therapy or like see if your benefits cover therapy um because a lot of um companies do cover it in your benefits so see if they cover it um talk to people about it you know learn about it and really heal from it because out of out of everyone in the entire world you you deserve to be healed and you deserve to be free of all your traumas and you deserve real genuine happy unconditional consistent love you know <laughs> fuck um cuz i feel like for so many years i felt like you know you know you're not deserving of love or you're um you're not deserving of someone that's consistent you know you're just used to people being inconsistent in your life um and i'm the first person to tell you that you really do you really do deserve the whole world like there's no limitations um just because you grew up a certain way and just because you know maybe you didn't grow up with money or just because you know your parents were a certain way it doesn't mean anything and your biggest savior and your biggest obstacle will be like healing those traumas and maybe if you can't afford therapy maybe watching youtube videos on it or you know talking to your friends about it talking about it always helps learning from it growing from it um and really becoming a better person from it um because you know it's too many times that you know people you know have to deal with all this shit and life is fucking hard and i think one of my favorite quotes is life is fair because it's unfair to everyone and 
there were so many times where I'd be like, fuck, like, I wish that I had other people's lives. Like, why do I have to have my life? Like, fuck my life. Like, I, w- I just like hate my fucking life. Like, why does my life have to be like this? But you're in control of your life. And like the, the best thing that you could do for yourself, you can't control other people. You can't control your dad. You can't control your mom. You can't control your friends. You can't control your brother, your sister. You can't control anyone. The only person that you're in control of is yourself and your boundaries and your, you know, how much access you give your life to people. And if people don't respect your boundaries and if people don't, you know, respect you, then they just have to be cut out of your life. Um, I don't know. It's really fucking hard. And, um... I really hate alcohol. Like, alcohol, I, you know, obviously it's really fun for a night out, but it's it's really easy to get addicted to. And I, I didn't drink alcohol. Like, I've never even had my first sip until I was actually 21. Like, even though I was able to have alcohol when I was 19 in Canada, and I never would drink because I was just scared of, like, turning into my dad. Um but I think I just like, I have healthy boundaries with it. Like I, I drink alcohol with my friends on the weekends. It's not like an everyday sort of thing. Um, and I have my boundaries with alcohol and I think just sticking with that, you know, is so important. And yeah, I don't really know where I was going with that, but, (laughs) um, but yeah, alcohol is fucking gnarly and I fucking hate it. And it just sucks because the more that you drink it, you know, after so many years, it really just, I mean, don't quote me on this, but it like eats away at your brain. And like, you know, it does a lot of things to your health and your gut. And it really just changes people. Like sometimes, you know, I look at my alcoholic parent and I'm like, damn, like, you know, you remember them as like all of the amazing things that they did for you, like, you know, drive you and, you know, pick you up from school and, you know, maybe buy you a Starbucks once in a while and, you know, fun memories, like laughing together. That's how you really like remember, at least for me, it's how I remember my parents and alcohol just really eats away at your brain and and it's like to the point where they're not even the same person anymore you know they're forgetful they forget things they're irresponsible they're lazy they're not fully there I think that's the main thing is just like they're just not fully there and you're like you know it's the same body but is it the same person you know which is really sad And I feel like that's something that I had to deal with over um, the past couple years. Um, But yeah, I don't know why I'm being so vulnerable and just letting this all out. I think I just really honestly needed to talk to someone. And I was too scared to call my boyfriend. I was too scared to call my friends. So hey, why don't we just post this on the internet? Fuck. fuck. I have no boundaries when it comes to the internet. Fuck. Um, But I don't know. I think I just wanted to talk about this because... I wish that I had someone 
you know, to talk about it with, you know? I feel like, you know, I have some friends and they had alcoholic parents and like we kind of talked about it, but you know, it's just kind of nice. Like, you know, watching that YouTuber, <laughs> like, you know, you would watch their like luxury unboxing hauls and you're like, oh my God, and, like she looks like she has the perfect life and like she looks like, you know she goes on vacation with her family like they have a good relationship but like fuck man like life is fucking hard like life is so hard and it is for everyone um but yeah I, I don't know I think I just I just you know if this podcast episode helps one person with like you know their family sucked too or maybe not sucked but you know they had struggles growing up too. It's like, you know, that's all that really matters. And like a lot of people might call me a crybaby and like they're like, ugh, Adeline, like, fuck, I just go on your YouTube channel to like fucking escape and like watch a fucking like haul video. Like, fuck, why are we talking about this shit? This shit's so deep. I'm trying to get like I'm driving my way to work. Fuck. Girl, I'm sorry. This is a deep episode. Um But yeah, I don't know. I It feels really good to talk about it and it feels really good to talk to you guys about it because I feel like you guys know my whole life and you see me grow up and like I see so many comments of you guys and you're like, I've literally watched you since the fucking Vaseline video. Like, bitch, that was when I was 13. Like, you guys have literally been watching me since I was 13 and this is like just the one thing people always ask like, you know, are your parents still together? Blah, blah, blah. I never respond to that. So, I don't know. I think it's just like a very vulnerable, open and honest podcast and yeah I mean I don't I don't really have any advice on it because I just like everyone's situation is different and I feel like you know whatever but I think the only thing that I would say is to just like focus on yourself because I feel like there's so many times where I felt like you know I can I can tell my my parents to do this and I can you know if they just did this and then it would be fine and like if if you know they just like divorce and then it would be fine if they just did this if they just did this but what really healed me and what really made me believe in love again and what really made me happy again was fixing myself not trying to fix other people fixing myself and learning about you know divorce and learning about you know alcoholism and learning about you know what it does to a person and all those things um I think that helped me the most so if you're struggling just know it helped me so you know maybe it'll help you but anyways <laughs> on a lighter note let's do questions what would Rihanna do wow 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 Wow, wow, thoughts. When I'm with you, I get his wild thoughts. <laughs> this is really like a 180. Like, let's talk about divorce and let's talk about pussy. So, so <laughs> do you recommend any kitty supplements? So, my friend actually texted me the other day. She's like, Adeline, what are those like vitamins that you would take to make your pussy water? It's actually called, this is actually the craziest turnaround. <laughs> me crying about my parents divorce and then also like talking about like pussy pills um the vitamins that i took they're actually really good for you whether you want a wet pussy or not um uh what do you call it uh skincare technicians actually recommend it to people with dry skin because it really hydrates you hydrates your skin hydrates the pussy hydrates everything so it's called omega 7 sea buckthorn oil pills i link it in my amazon storefront 
Um, it's in like this orange box, but bitch, buy it on my Amazon storefront because I literally like, I don't know how all these bitches make so much money out their Amazon storefront. I mean, I literally make like a hundred dollars a month. <laughs> i'm like how do people make money over the amazon storefront go on my amazon storefront and buy it at least i'll get like 50 cents or something like fuck <laughs> um but yeah those are the pills that i take um what is a vagina supposed to smell like so everybody has a different smell keep that in mind like you know when you smell like guys balls not all of them smell the same everybody has their own what do you call it pheromones um so it could really smell you know however however way just make sure you know clean it you know make sure to clean her don't clean inside you could clean on the outside with a little bit of soap um she shouldn't really have like a real like you know crazy smell um i feel like the only time where i had like a crazy smell and like other people could smell it was when i had uh it's not a urinary tract infection it was uh yeast infection it was a yeast infection so if your pussy is smelling gnarly like you can really 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 smell it like over your clothes over your you know underwear and stuff like that even after you shower definitely go to the doctor and try to get see if you have a urinary tract infection and they'll like give you a pill to get rid of it um but you know your vagina should have like a natural scent to it and i honestly I feel like guys try to make us so insecure about it. They're like, oh, pussy smells like fish, blah, blah, blah. Have you smelled balls? Like balls smell like socks, like dirty socks. Like never feel insecure about your pussy smell because I think if you really genuinely love pussy, like I genuinely love pussy, you just like the smell of it, bitch. Like it just like has a good smell. And like, you know, it's like the little like fuck boys that are like, they don't have any experience with women that are like, pussy smells like, you know, fish, blah, 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 blah. Girl, I think pussy smells amazing. It looks amazing. It looks like a fucking flower. It's like a beautiful piece of art and a beautiful, you know, don't feel fucking insecure about your pussy because there's so many times where I felt insecure about it and like, you know, you buy the wipes and like stuff like that. But I mean, the wipes are nice, but always, you know, I used to like fucking, you know, what's the, the purple thing? I used to put that like really clean it like, but your vagina has a natural odor. It has a natural smell. It has, you know, it's natural. It naturally cleans itself. You don't have to clean inside like that. Like just, you know, scrub it on the outside and make sure that the outside is nice and like groomed and stuff like that. But your vagina, it should just have like a natural smell. You shouldn't smell it over your underwear and your pants. Don't feel insecure about it, girl, because if you're insecure, like we should really be making men feel insecure about their ball smell if anything, because I've never, ever, ever gone down on a girl and thought, wow, this smells bad. But I have gone down on a guy and be like, wow, that smells bad. So, purr. <laughs> um, next up, someone said, what are some green flags in men? <sighs> okay, so I feel like for me, it changes every year. I feel like every time, you know, you're like, oh, I like this. This is important to me, whatever. Um, I feel like my green flags are you know, takes care of himself. I don't want to be someone's mother. Okay. That's my main thing. I don't want to be anybody's mother. I don't want to like, you know, baby anybody. Take care of your fucking self. Like I'm not making you your own like fucking doctor's appointment, dentist's appointment. You have to make that yourself. Um, so take care of yourself. Well-groomed. I feel like when you're well-groomed, you take care of yourself. Um, you know, has a nice stable job. Um, I think it, and another thing for me is, 
being in a provider mindset. And what I mean by that is like, you know, I've come across so many guys and they, you know, they act so rich and like, you know, they're flaunting their jewelry, they're flaunting their private jets, they're flaunting this, they're flaunting that. They'll send you videos of like, you know, flaunting, you know, the bow and like whatever. And it's like, what is the point of that? You know, like that doesn't make me horny. That doesn't make me like you any less because there's so many times where you meet rich guys and they're just not in a provider mindset and they don't want to give you money. And it's like at that point, you might as well just make like date someone that has a regular job, makes an, uh, a regular amount of money and like, you know, is in a provider mindset and will provide for you because, oh my God, I know this one girl, my one friend, she was dating this millionaire. I want to say he he's really rich. Like he would take private jets. He um, is just like super rich. He has multiple businesses. And I was like, okay, girl, slay. Like, okay, he's rich. We love to see it. So for Christmas, she got him a Louis Vuitton bag. He got her nothing. For Valentine's Day, he took her to Starbucks. And then spent the rest of the day with his boys. Um, He didn't get her any gifts, didn't pay any of her bills, didn't do anything. And I'm I'm at almost at a point where I'm like, girl, you're it's at a point where it's like you might as well date an, a regular guy with a provider mindset because there are times where, you know, you know, even like, you know, my boyfriend now, he makes a good amount of money. He doesn't, you know, make as much money as, you know, that like millionaire that's like taking private jets and like you know whatever i'm not talking about sierra by the way i'm talking i'm talking about someone else so don't I, I i know that you guys are gonna say that but he doesn't make as much but i he is in a provider mindset where he wants to take care of me and he wants to get me gifts and he wants to provide for me and he pays for every dinner and he pays for you know me to you know, get Starbucks or he pays me, you know, to treat myself or whatever. And it's just, it's not a matter of like how rich the man is. It's whether the man is in a provider mindset because, you know, it's always the, it's, it's almost like kind of gross. It's almost like, you know, flaunting your money on social media and flaunting your money to girls but then not even like spending the money or like giving the money it's almost like i saw wizard liz say this she was like it's almost like um someone eating food in front of people who can't afford food it's almost it's like that's kind of gross and disgusting it's like share with uh, you know other people if you're gonna flaunt it at least like share it with the people around you or like share it with the women that you want to surround yourself with or like you know be in a provider mindset it's not a gold digger thing i think it's mostly just like not being so flashy and not being so like gross about your money you know i don't know to me that's an ick it's kind of an ick when a guy is like always, you know, flaunting their money and flashing their money and, you know, being like, look at me, I'm so rich. And like, look at me, I could get all of these girls on my yacht and like whatever. But it's like, you don't provide for anyone. And you're, it doesn't like, you don't share your money with anyone. Like you're kind of selfish and like you have these girls on your boat, but you like expect something in return. It's like nothing is ever nothing is ever like genuine with these people. It's always like some sort of, 
exchange where it's like, you know, you can be on my boat, but hey, I'm going to like be really creepy and like hit on you and try to have sex with you the whole time. It's like, that's the kind of vibe that I get from these guys. It's like, they're so, they're so icky. And it's like the biggest ick when they're just so flashy with their money and they don't, they don't do anything about it, basically. <laughs> they want to flash their money to all these girls and then not give the girls any of their money. It's like, I don't know. Maybe this comes off a little bit like a gold digger kind of mindset, but like I just don't see it as a gold digger kind of mindset because you won't find yourself happy with the rich guy that doesn't have a provider mindset and, you know, doesn't get you anything. He loves to flaunt his private jets. He loves to flaunt to everyone else. He loves to jerk off with his little guys to like, you know, oh my God, look at my nice car. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. But is stingy with his woman that is just the worst type of man he will cheat on you he is insecure he only finds value in himself through his money he only finds value in himself through surrounding himself with like hot women through um you know proving that he can pay for things proving that he can get a private jet he always posted on a story don't worry you guys um that is just like the worst type of man. And he will cheat on you a hundred percent, a hundred, a hundred, a hundred percent, because that's the only way that he can find his value is through women, through money, through expensive things, through this, through that. That I think that's why I find it so icky because they are just the most insecure skid marks of a human. They're the worst types of people in the entire world. And it could just really never be me. I feel like once I started making money, it's, it's like, not that I'm like in a provider mindset, but it's like when you start making money, all that I want to do is like help out my family. And all that I want to do is, you know, help out my friends and like, you know, take my friends on nice trips and like, you know, buy my friends nice gifts. And like, you know, it's like it's it's you have to be a, a crazy type of person to make a good amount of money and only spend it on yourself. I don't know. That's just the way that I see it. Even like donating to charity, like people don't like donating to charity actually makes your taxes lower. Like it actually like is it like a tax break? Like it's 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 like like so many people that they just like are so greedy and they're so shallow and so you know insecure. These types of men. I've seen it and seen it so many times, they will cheat on you. And they'll say, oh, I've changed, I've changed, I've changed. They will never change because they, they need to fix themselves first and they need to not be so fucking insecure first. It's always the provider men that they want to see their women flourish. They want to see their women grow. They want to see their women, you know, look gorgeous and beautiful with her nails done, her hair done. They want to see their women in a nice, beautiful dress. They want to see their women um, thrive because they know that having a gorgeous woman with you know that presents herself really nice that is happy that is the biggest sign of success and I think the biggest flex honestly so yeah green flags and guys I think it's just having a provider mindset really wanting to take care of your woman um not being insecure um because it really is the secure men that are in the provider mindset that want to have a nice woman that want to, you know, they don't they don't get their value and their worth 
from hooking up with random girls and hot girls. They don't get their worth from like flashing off shit. They get their worth off of working hard by taking care of their family, by taking care of their women, by taking care, um, by being a provider, by, you know, being a nice human, by tipping people, by tipping the waiters, by being, you know, a nice person. That's to me is a green flag. Um, okay, next. <laughs> um, next up, someone said, how do you keep your relationship as healthy as possible? I think the thing that I am so grateful for with my boyfriend, my is um we're really good at communicating and i'm really not scared to bring anything up like i you know if anything were to happen he's the first person that i want to tell um you know if i i know that he's not gonna judge me and he's not gonna you know explode or not gonna like be super angry if something were to happen he's very understanding and we both you know, are really good at communicating. And I think it's vice versa. Like he knows that if anything were to happen, he can always come to me and he can always tell me. And if anything were to happen to me, I can always go to him and I can always tell him. And I think that's just like the best part of a relationship is just being communicative and being able to tell your partner anything. And it could be your needs. It can be, um, you know, what you're going through. It could be really anything. Um, and I think also having those tough conversations of like, you know, your childhood and like your parents and like, you know, why certain things trigger you because, you know, when you were younger, this would happen. And when they do that, it triggers you. I think having those deep conversations really helps strengthen our relationship. And, you know, it's actually really fun. I love going out on dates we see each other so much. So sometimes, you know, you run out of things to talk about. So I'll go on Google and I'll search up like couples questions or questions for couples. And they're so good and juicy. I love, you know, there's questions where like I wouldn't think of asking. So that's always fun. Um, and you could like talk about your childhood and your parents. You could talk about your friends, your, you know, growing up and like your favorite, you know, Disney character, your favorite, you know, what you want us to be when you grow up, like things like that. I think just makes your relationship so much stronger. But I hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. I know it was kind of a deep one. And um, I don't even know if I'm going to put this up. It's a little... It's a little scary for me to put things up like this. I think it's scary for anyone to put stuff up like, you know, it's your childhood and like growing up and, you know, all these things. But, you know, if it helps one person, I think that's all that matters for me. Um, but I love you guys. And I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. If you're on YouTube, make sure to give it a like and comment down below any, any of your thoughts, whatever you guys think. If you're listening on Apple Music or Spotify, make sure to give it five stars. It helps me a lot. And yeah. I love you guys. I hope you have a good Wednesday. I'm always here if you need to talk. Every Wednesday on my Girl Talk podcast and every Monday and Friday on my YouTube channel. But yeah, I love you guys. Or my vlog channel. I love you guys. I'm always here. Same place, same time. Love you guys. Bye. Did you like that episode? I really hope that you did. Um, if you haven't already, then make sure to watch last week's episode or the week after. Just click on the links, whatever it is. Um, and I hope that you guys enjoyed. Also, be sure to subscribe because it helps me a lot. Um, but I love you and I hope you have an amazing rest of your day. Bye.